1: Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein.
2: Hi, welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. I'm Peter Feinstein, your host, and every week we bring you real people telling their real stories about the things they do in business and in life and the rules they use to play the game. And uh, this morning, we are blessed to have Rini Cavallari. Rini is one of the most positive, energetic, energetic, and inspiring people I know. She just happens to be the CEO and chief instigating officer of Aspire, uh, People Performance Profits. Her latest book, Aspire to Shine, uh, which is actually found on aspiremarketing.com, is the third in her series of Aspire to books. These books motivate readers to inspire the world around them by discovering their true potential Uh, as a business leader, strategist, and public speaker. Rini is best known for her ability to collaborate with teams of employers and employees to inspire successful change and unleash uncharted possibilities for their business. Uh, Rini is, uh, is a joyful person. She's, uh, she's, as I said, energetic and inspiring, and her presence is, um, is larger than life. Um, you know, I, I love sitting and standing in a room with her and, and watching her as, uh, as she becomes uh, the instrument of the inspiration that she receives, clearly, uh, from, you know, from beyond her brain, uh, and I'm not sure how she would characterize that herself. But uh, without me talking anymore, Rini, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much, Peter. It is great to be here, and um, uh, if if fifty percent of what you shared is is accurate, I just say thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I appreciate well, it. Thank you know for the what, kind
2: words. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's and it's my experience, and uh, and I you know I think um, uh, knowing that we've been in group situations together, I um, I know that I don't speak. Uh, my experience isn't unique. I think that uh, that others would confirm. exactly exactly what I say. So you've got, um, you've got this trilogy of books, and i got to believe that there are probably more coming, but we don't have to talk about the future. We can talk about the present stuff and maybe even some of the past stuff um, with the books. But you've got these books, and you have this, this marvelous agency that truly takes, takes your clients to next level type of uh, situations and circumstances. Give me some insight. And to my listeners, some insight into what inspired you to start Aspire.
3: Well, actually, you know. I think for all of us, uh, when one door closes, you know, another opens or windows or what have you, I'm I'm always getting those sayings wrong. But anyway, um, I was in a beautiful situation. i had grown up in corporate America. I had had wonderful mentors along the way, and I was offered an opportunity to become a partner in a firm, and I really felt unsettled about it, and in reflection over a weekend, When I was really forced to make a decision, I realized that the things that I was aspiring to do weren't the things that I truly loved. And it was literally in that moment that I thought, um, I'm too young, and it doesn't matter what age you are, but I'm too young to be doing things that don't bring me joy. And so I decided to start Aspire, and we really do the three things that I love, which is brand strategy and bringing brands to life and, and training people, uh, reengineering their skill sets, so that they become uh, more competent and confident in their work. and that turns me on watching people really aspire to their potential is what my firm does, and it's what I love. And so it gets, it gets me excited, and I think the people inside of our firm uh, feel the same way. And that, to me, was that turning point of being um, able to spend the last 23 years working with people and, and doing things that were really pushing the envelope, instigating change, but doing it in a compassionate way and uh, one that was uh, engaging of other people.
2: See, that's, that's such a great, uh, that's such a great approach. And I love the word compassionate, uh, because you've got, you've got the opportunity to, um, inspire and watch people aspire, um, there's a lot of heavy-handed approaches out there and um and I'm so glad that you used the word compassionate because that's one of I, th- I th- I'm I'm certain it's it's it is absolutely one of your hallmarks because it's something where you're not heavy-handed you're you're gentle but you're firm and it's something where I think that people respond to that and um and I love the fact that you get off on watching people achieve what they have in their mind. It's like you're helping them take what's in their minds and make it real, which is exactly what it sounds like you did for yourself.
3: Very true. And compassion is an interesting um, element. You know, I, my firm, because we're a strategic agency, um, we study a lot about, you know, how do you affect change and how do you um, inspire leaders? Uh, because leaders actually are the ones that shift the world. When we have great leaders in any environment, we really start optimizing our potential. And, I became very curious about leadership, you know, well over 20 years ago when I was trying to help organizations um, implement new strategy. And it was there that I came to understand that strategy, having a correct strategy to grow your business, though important, it is not – you cannot – Really make a strategy come to life without leadership, without leaders that engage people to be willing to make the changes that a strategy actually needs. So compassion is a key component and we identified in Aspire, we started studying, well, what are the leaders um, that we really respect? Um, what do they have in terms of their behaviors and their consciousness, et cetera? And we identified six pillars. And one of the six pillars is compassion. And we really saw that these were the leaders that were able to take their organization to a completely different level of performance with one of the six pillars being compassion.
2: Yeah, that's... Um... That's that's amazing. The study that you did on that. Um, so, when you've examined these leaders, um, is is there are there one or two that stand out to you that really are the embodiment of that compassion?
3: Well, I think that. Are you speaking about a specific person? Yeah. Because I think that, you know, all leaders, you know, it really depends because, you know, we work with small businesses and and medium-sized businesses that and and large as well where, you know, there's a a multiple of of um, leaders that have compassion. I think what happens is that when you have a compassionate leader, you start to have a compassionate culture, and culture is really the heart of what allows an organization to achieve to its potential. So with the six pillars, and in particular, let me just run through them, what we found with these high, high high-performing leaders that pillar one was that they had a great sense of connection with people, that they could build rapport and ultimately great sense of trust. And you can imagine that If you are affecting change where you have trust, of course, you have people that are willing to go with you on this journey of change, which is scary at times. And pillar two is clean communication, clean being different than clear, clean being um, a a sense of being able to discuss with people uh, really what the intention is behind something that you're trying to achieve, to have a dialogue versus a monologue to be able to share with kindness things that aren't going correctly and yet being true to share, making those those um, observations. Pillar three, as I said, was compassion. Pillar four, standing for a higher purpose. You know, what is the higher purpose of this organization beyond its vision, its core values, its brand, its niche? What's its message? And then pillar five, participation, which certainly – leads to engagement, and we all know that the more people are engaged, then the more we really um, allow them to achieve and the better they feel. And then lastly, 100% accountability, which drives um, a lot more responsibility in your organization. So where we, where we saw these high-performing organizations and these leaders Uh, Throughout those organizations, we identified that what was in common in the over 1,000 organizations that we have worked with and studied over the last 23 years, what we found were these six pillars, and that's what I wrote about in my second book, Aspire to Lead. It really was about how do you bring those six pillars to life intentionally? And that's the key word, because all people can become leaders. We just have to apply ourselves. And self-leadership is equally as valuable as leadership that resides in a position.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I was, um, you know, in, in looking at those six pillars and, and, and all of the uh, – the research that you had done uh, organizationally, um, you know, my, my curiosity was, was there a person who embodied that sense of compassion uh, that truly was, you know, inspirational for you? Or was it just something where when you had this, this group of leaders together um, and they formed the six, you, you defined the six pillars that uh, that was just one of the six defining characteristics of all of them?
3: In hindsight, yes, I can answer that question because I don't think it was uh, um, a specific leader in my life that led me to the six pillars. The research was really based on what we were seeing in these high-performing organizations and then drilling down that the leadership was really that determining factor that could execute strategy. So so our, our research was very strategic for me personally. I think there were two people that come to mind. Um, Of course, one was my father. He, He was just a compassionate man, and he had this gentle strength about him. He believed in me, he believed in my sister and my brother. he He allowed us to really um, inspire uh to become something that we wanted to be it wasn't There wasn't a clear path that he felt we needed to take, and that was very empowering and he certainly demonstrated all six of the pillars uh, throughout his life, and that's certainly his legacy, specifically. In terms of a relationship outside of a one that you know is family related, because I would say that my mother falls into that you know situation as well. She's a very inspiring being. But I think my my lacrosse coach in ninth grade, and I write about this in my last book, Aspire to Shine. Uh, her name was Coach Hart, and in the ninth grade, I made the girls lacrosse team. Now, I grew up in Philly where lacrosse is a big deal. And when I tried out for the team, I had never even held a lacrosse stick before then. And I I, I really was terrible. I mean, I'm not being humble. I was just terrible. (laughs) And yet Coach Hart saw something in me, which was, you know, tenacity and desire and a a sense of commitment to her. And so I made the team, which was pretty unheard of. There are only two uh, p- two people who made the team in ninth grade, the, the high school uh, varsity team. And so Coach Hart, though, again, as I reflect on your question, she had all six of these pillars. You know, she really held us um, responsible and accountable, which is pillar six on the field. You know, we had to participate in practice, this is pillar five. You know, you had to play all in all the time. You know, if, if you weren't all in, if you were lazy, it, she noted it. So it'd be better to play all in and, and make a mistake than you know, kind of be half-baked at anything. And I think Coach Hart had that ability to inspire you and make you want to be the best that you could be. And I think that's true with any coach that we have, whether it be a sports coach, a Coach, Or it can also be, you know, the conductor of the orchestra that we might have played in when we were in high school. It it doesn't really matter. What matters most is that we reflect on the people that really touched our heart. And what you'll come to find is that those people probably have these six pillars. And what is awesome is that you can put these six pillars in place in your life.
2: That's... uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get lost in, in in what you're saying, and I just want to hear more and more. <laughs> we're um well, we're going to head into we oh believe me, thank you. We're going to uh, we're going to head into a break, give uh, give our listeners a chance to get a cup of coffee, and uh, and then come back to us in two minutes, where we will be back with Rini to talk more. Actually, to begin the conversation about her new book, Aspire to dot 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 shine. We'll be back in two.
4: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're higher power marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half We can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. This week's guest, Rini Cavallari. Rini is CEO. And chief instigating officer of Aspire, and um, you know what, this morning's conversation has been minimally, at the very least, inspiring. And now it's opportunity for us to shift gears, and instead of talking about a little bit about inspiration, um, I want to ask you, Rainy, uh, tell us about uh, about Aspire to Shine. Um, you've got so much in this book. I <laughs> page turning one by one, um, just right after the other. Um, so where did that inspiration come from?
3: Well, actually, it was when I was doing uh, this a speaking tour and a book tour of Aspire to lead at the second book in the series. And during this 12 months that I was on the road, I was asked this one question over and over again, and it was, how do I motivate my people? How do I engage my people? And it was a really interesting question to me because we know, if, well, first of all, if you're a parent, you know that you can't motivate your children. You can't motivate another person. And so the fact that people were trying to motivate people was kind of... Um, uh, compassionately alarming to me because it's energy that will never pay off. And what we really need to do is learn to inspire each other. And I think also there was a lot of energy in the world at large that, that was negative. And so people were feeling their energy kind of get sucked out of them. And so I became inspired to write Aspire to Shine because for us to have a truly fulfilled life, it's all about how we choose to look at it, how we choose to live it, and that happens every single day. And that... One bad day doesn't really need to uh, drive many other bad days. We all have bad moments. We all have times that we wish we hadn't said something or we wish we hadn't reacted or we wish we had been more supportive or hadn't made a certain decision. But we have to learn in our lives how to manage through them and how to forgive ourselves and simultaneously move to our true potential and to live and play all in and that became the cornerstone of Aspire to Shine, really how to play all in on your life.
2: That's, uh, that hits the nail on the head. And you know what? Um, you say all in, and I think about um, one of your blogs from a couple of days ago. And uh, can I read it? Of course. So it's titled, You Can Be Comfortable With Saying No. And it goes like this. And this is Rini talking, even though it's my voice. So just pretend that it's it's her beautiful voice instead of my choppy. Recently, I was boating with a friend of mine, a true adventurer and a responsible boater who has owned and operated many. I love boating. I love being out on the water, though I don't feel safe in the water. I'm afraid of it. I can swim. And the idea of drowning is one of my only true fears. We all have head trash, and when it comes to being in the water, mine screams, must have air or will die. Believe me, I'm in the same boat, or maybe out of the boat, but, and that wasn't, the, that wasn't in the blog. <laughs> that was my editorializing. <laughs> Even my diving instructor told me, um, scuba diving isn't your sport, and if I ever had any chance of getting over my fear of drowning, the movie Jaws finished it off. Amen. Back to my boating adventure. On this beautiful sunny day, we were out for a sunset cruise when suddenly the swells came up. They were big, very big. I felt fear run through me. With each minute, I asked myself if I was safe. It took all my courage to overcome the contradicting conversations taking taking place inside of me. One conversation said, enjoy the ride. It's an adventure. You're safe. The other conversation went more like this. You are not safe. You are a mama make a responsible choice. This is not fun. It's time to make decisions that honor how you really feel. Finally, I said the words that I rarely say. I'm sorry, but I'm not comfortable. I'm not all in. Actually, I'm all out. In a nanosecond, I felt better. The boat circled and we we rowed back inland with the waves at our back and a smile on my face. Maybe next time, I just need a bigger boat, way bigger. Um, And so the lesson, as Rini puts it here, is sometimes owning your crap is hard. You have to find (laughs) your courage, suck up the pride, and honor yourself, even if it means saying no. And she finishes the blog with all in, and that aspect of forgiveness self-forgiveness, self-understanding, self-compassion, runs through that entire blog. And, uh, and I think that, that that totally captivates the essence of uh, Aspire to Shine. Question here, in your experience, because you've been doing this for so long, why do people sometimes, often, choose not to live their brightest, fullest, um, shiniest, Life possible?
3: Well, I think that um, really comes down to fear. And I write about that. You know, we all have fear. And, you know, no one gets out of, uh, no one gets out without some form of fear in their world. And we just, persevere through it um, at different levels uh, within ourselves. So when we have fear, we have self-talk and self-doubt. And, you know, how loud that is really defines um, your actions. You see, you feel the way you think. And so we have to really understand that when we have head trash, as I put it, it when, when we have that, that talk in our brain, it decreases us, it limits who we are. Um, it makes us maybe react to things in a way that we wish we hadn't
0: in the moment
3: or get defensive. And we all do this. It's, it's not, you know, that I do it less because I write about it. You know, I, I'm equally it's flawed. And I think it's in the consciousness of it that we can really... Start to honor what we fear and do something um, around uh, helping ourselves with it that to me is what 's most important is that you know you, you can manage yourself out of the fear and you can push yourself through the uncomfortable moments and who you hang with will help you do that when you have people around you who are supportive and who believe in you and who you can have an honest re- conversation with, like this gentleman on the boat where I was, you know, saying, you know, hey, look, I, I, I really appreciate this experience, but I'm really not having a good time. You know, I, I really don't want to be in these swells. That, That in that, you know, communication, pillar two, clean communication he could then turn around and be the kind of friend that I would hope he was. So for us, I think – When we are at our worst, it's usually because we are fearful. And fear also is a derivative of our confidence level. You know, we all have moments um, where our ego is out of check and our confidence is low. And we want to be not just self-confident people. I also say, you know, I have a 16-year-old and I say, you know, I want to raise a confident daughter, one who's compassionate. That's all I really care about. You know, what she ends up, you know, doing in her life, those are all her choices. But when I just stay focused on, you know, compassion and and helping her find her confidence, you know, for me, I don't don't have the fear of um, what will happen in her life because I know she'll find her way. And the same is true for each of us within ourselves.
2: You know, the release from fear... Um, and I mean, gosh, you know, decades of living in, in my head and my head trash was fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. And that fear of abandonment caused me to not say things that I thought of all the time and kept me trapped by my own, literally my own insanity. Um, it was, you know, it was this, it was this, this crazy cycle and, when I began to break that cycle um, and I decided that, you know what, I'm going to trust life. I'm going to trust life is safe and that people are not going to flee. You know, when I tell them what's really going on inside my head and I don't have one-way conversations, I'm going to see what happens. And the most beautiful things began happening and it's exactly what you're talking about and and I think that's why your 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 blog post you can be comfortable with saying no resonated so much with me because I've read a bunch of yours and they all they all hit me. This one though was just like, wow. I mean it's as if it was written in time for us to have this conversation so that <laughs> we could we could touch on that because it's one of those things where, it just it struck me, and I thought, head trash, crap going on in my head. I mean, that's that's a daily thing, and it's it's so refreshing to hear uh, that you have that too. That we are, you know, for as different as we may be, uh, we are in in so many ways so much the same. Um, we're actually coming up against a break in about a minute, and so I just wanted to find out if there was anything more that you wanted to add before we hit that break. Um, you know, if there's if there's any other thing that ties in with fear uh, that uh, that prevents people from uh, choosing to not live their fullest, brightest life possible.
3: Well, I think that uh, fear, you know, we, we know this to be true, is it disempowers us. And, that, you know, life is tricky as it is to navigate. And so why would we want to disempower ourselves? That, that would be, you know, kind of insane. I... For me, I really always go back to what I mentioned moments ago, which is you feel the way you think and that your life reflects how you think so your mindset is is really. A predictor of how your day's gonna go. Your mindset is a predictor of how your life is going to go or how it's going right now. So when you find yourself in a difficult time in your life, it's really what are those thoughts that you're putting in your head? And if you can change the questions you ask yourself, you can ah. shift your mindset.
2: And so that, it's, that... it's
3: the questions that we ask.
2: That's and that's going to be where we're going as soon as we come back from this break. Get up from your seat, unless of course you're driving. Then don't get up and uh, and join us in two minutes when we come back to talk a little bit about how we change our thinking so that we can shine.
4: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 Three hundred ninety one twenty four. That's eight hundred three hundred ninety one twenty four. What if you could save fifty five percent or more on your TV advertising? We're higher power marketing. And we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com.
4: You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there.
1: You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is Business hpowermarketing at HPowerMarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Another awesome week with an amazing guest. We have Rini Cavallari calling in and uh, giving us just um, gems of inspiration from her company, Aspire. And um, just before the break, we had touched on um, all the aspects of uh, the disempowerment of fear, and uh, we feel what we think. Did I get that right, Rini? You sure did. I always
3: say, F before T, I feel the way I think.
2: (laughs) ah I'll remember that. That's good. That's good. And we had said that we would come back and we would talk a little bit about, um, about thinking, um, just that very same subject. And so the question that comes to my mind is, um, you're going down this path. You've got this head crap going on. How do we change that? How do we let that go? And instead, um, light our inner thoughts, light our inner shine. Tell us about that.
3: Well, what really has to happen for us to shift our mindset is to be able to self-direct the questions that we ask ourselves. So, for example, when you were speaking earlier and you had said, you know, that you have feelings of, you know, that. People might leave, et cetera. That the question that might hold you back and keep you in your head trash because you don't want to be disruptive and upset anyone, the question that you might be asking yourself is what if they leave me? And that would paralyze anyone, right? That would disempower you. So you would get in there and you'd start saying, oh my gosh, they might leave, and what if they, you know, and what would I do and how will I feel? And all. So instead of just saying what you want, you hold back. And in yep. a really great relationship, you know, for some reason people think that great relationships mean that the communication is always easy, that the communication is always pleasant. And that's just simply not true. That's why we call pillar number two clean communication versus clear, that you have to sometimes have conversations that are uncomfortable with people, but When we come at those conversations with compassion and with respect to them, and that doesn't mean that we necessarily do everything respectfully. It's just that we're trying to really have um, a a conversation of value with another person. That we can preface it by even saying, "I'm I'm uncomfortable having this conversation," or um, "I hope you won't be mad at me," and that in the spirit of, of, you know, what we're Talking about, I have something to say. That was exactly why I shared that blog post is that I had two conversations going on in my head and I had to decide which question and which conversation was going to serve and honor myself. And yeah. so another question that you could have might be something like, you know, well, what can we become when I share how I really feel? So there's a big difference in how that mindset will set you up to communicate versus what if you leave me um, as the question. And I'm just making these up, obviously. But the point is that when we start to understand that the shift occurs through the questions we ask, then we take control of the little people in our brain. And we all have them. And some of them aren't so nice to us. And so we need the nicer ones to help us find questions and perspectives that honor and serve us. And that's how you really start to shine and change the quality of your life.
2: And I've seen that, and i've I've got firsthand experience with that. One of the things that I do, and it's it's completely emblematic of exactly what you're saying, um, I will start conversations that are uncomfortable or that I've had a previous storyline scenario building exercise going on because, like you said, we all do it, um, where I will preface it by saying, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I think this may be kind of crazy, and I'm not even sure how I feel about it, but I know that I'm scared of talking about it with you, but I'm going to do it anyway, and and then I do, and um, and I think just as you're saying – um, when I when I uh, approach that from a completely different perspective, I get a completely different outcome, completely different set of circumstances, and it never matches the crazy you know the crazy storylines that I build myself. I mean that stuff just never materializes. So it's uh, it's it's so exciting for me to hear you talking about this, and to have had this firsthand experience in much the way you're talking about it. One of the things that uh, that I get from you, Rini, um, and uh, and this this actually transcends this conversation and your Aspire books, is um, how passionate you are about what it is you do tell us a little bit about the importance of passion, not only in your life, because um, we're bearing witness to it, but in some of the things that you've experienced with client work that you've done.
3: Well, passion is, is really the combustion of emotion, energy, and focus coming together and fueling. And we all have passion. and. Fortunately, for some of us, we've kind of lost touch with it. And I think that when we can awaken um, the passion within ourselves or within other people, this really ignites potential. And this is why it's so important for us to do this as leaders and as, as, as friends to one another, to believe in other people. Negativity shrinks us, so it shrinks our potential and why would we want to do that? Why would we want to do that to our neighbor or to anyone in our life? That that would be crazy. So, I believe that there's um there's a, an essence of when we bring our passion to something, we help fuel its potential and therefore we fuel other people. Now, some people are energy suckers and they they love passionate people because they can find your energy and they want to suck it out of you and for that, we need to put boundaries around because, you know, many people say, yeah, I have passion and then I get home and, you know, my, you know, husband or my wife or my partner or whomever it is, you know, they're so negative. They suck the day, you know, the daylights out of me before, you know, dinner. And this is a fact. This is the truth. And we have to learn to either to put boundaries around that and to also have the courage to have real communication, not in the heat of the moment. Communication has to come from a space of compassion, and how it's going to feel for the other person. And I think this is the trickiest part, that if I communicate in a way where the other person can't hear me, then they will react differently than if they can actually hear me. And how something feels is how someone reacts to it. So it's a lot harder to be an effective communicator than we think. You know, we think that just because we say it, everyone's listening and everyone should get it. And that's just <laughs> yeah, completely that's... not true. You know, it's a, it's a crazy belief. Um, what we really need to understand is that we have to communicate in a way where another person can hear it and have it. So... As it relates to passion, um, I think that what you want to do as a leader or as a parent or as a friend is to honor what other people's passions are and help them explore them and then tie those passions back to their work. We're usually passionate about the things we love to do. So if you're a person who's really good at organizing and and being able to see a multiple of 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 components simultaneously right tactical things simultaneously this is not one of my gifts that i when i can find that in another person and they bring that forward they're going to be outstanding in that and that brings forward more of their potential and that triggers tr- triggers more of their emotional engagement and that triggers more of their passion so it's this kind of domino effect And it really is in honoring what other people do um, as a leader and where their strengths are. Because when we tie those strengths and connect them to what the purpose of our company is doing or our organization is doing, they get to contribute. And that feels good for just about everybody.
2: Well, yeah, because they buy into the process. There's an element of ownership and, and that pride. Um, I think can be a huge driver for uh, for increasing passion. I mean, it's something where, and, and then I think I've I've seen that in action myself, and it becomes contagious, and others can uh, not not necessarily feed off of it because I don't think that's the right term, but they become uh, engaged by it and inspired by it. Um very true and, and and okay, so so you've got you've got these aspects of passion and the fact that it inspires others. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've got just amazing stories of the impact of one person's passion on either another person's life or a um, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess an organization's life. And um, what I'd like to do when we come back from the break, because we're gonna we're gonna take a quick two minute break, is we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the impact that you've seen in your work, uh, the impact of passion. Um, not just on people but on organizations because I, uh, I, I want you to brag a little bit about some of your successes uh, because I think that they're, uh, they're definitely worth bragging about. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. If you want to know more about the show or more about me, um, you can do that at hpowermarketing.com forward slash blog and when we come back we're going to have you talk and learn a little bit more, uh, a lot more from Rini. We'll be back in two.
4: Starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
1: What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to HPowerMarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then, ask us to show you how we can save you money, too. Go to HPowerMarketing.com. That's HPowerMarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's HPowerMarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800 300 24
5: or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America
1: Empowerment. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this morning, Rini Cavallari, CEO and Chief Instigating Officer of Aspire. Just before the break, we were talking about passion, and um, you know, I kind of prefaced the fact that we were going to be talking about the impact of uh, one person's passion can have on the lives of others. And um, Reini, what I'm looking for is uh, a story. Share with us, you know, and it doesn't need to be self-promotional. It can be something that you that you witnessed and uh, and that that you feel so wonderful about that that you want to tell us about that.
3: Well, I think. Um from you know, I'm a strategist by by discipline. So you know, when you ask me a question like that, and I think about potential and where an organization, when I think you know, easy examples that anyone can connect to is you know, example of Steve Jobs and Apple and when he came back and what his passion and his vision were capable of doing um, for Apple and Amazon, Google. I mean, these are people that really they they move from passion. I mean, they're obsessed, and it's in their obsession that they fuel. And I think um, I have had this experience with many of our clients. We work in tourism, in particular, a lot of hotels and resorts and destinations, spas, things of this nature, um, where you're working with people. Your product is people. Uh, and also, we do quite a bit in senior living. It's all about people. It Really, the physical plant, though, they're certainly important. Uh, that, that really the experience is is how do you engage people to deliver a service based on the brand that you're trying to push out, and and this is really why we spend so much time with leaders um, that are our our clients because they're the voice of any strategy and their engagement um, truly shifts behavior and how they communicate those strategy-shift behavior. So um, the example I'm going to give you, though, isn't going to be about business. I happen to be the founder of an organization called Wings to Fly um, Girls Leadership Camps. And these camps um, are literally for girls between the ages of 12 and 17, and they are for girls who um, really want to build their leadership skills. And what happens at these camps is there are about a half a dozen coaches at the camps and these coaches are all successful women who have really done amazing things who demonstrate the six pillars that I was speaking to. And at these camps we there are well over fifty interactives that are occurring with these young ladies and they're really understanding who they are and how to intentionally self lead through these six pillars. And what I have seen happen with these remarkable young women beyond the fact that they find their confidence and that they start to understand that they were born to stand out, not fit in, which goes completely against what, you know, high school teaches you, fit in, fit in, fit in. They are, they're really finding their own. And I just had the most amazing thing happen about two months ago. Oh, a young lady by the name of Claire, she was at our first camp back in, I want to say, 2007, I think it was. And anyway, she was, you know, in high school. I want to say she might have been 12 or 13. Well, she is now at the University of Oregon, and she is doing amazing things there. And she just got into the MBA school. And when when I first met Claire, she was – very, very uh, beyond soft-spoken and and very low confidence and very worried, you know, as any 12-year-old would be, that, um, you know, she wasn't good enough. And here you have this dynamic, beautiful woman who sends me a note, an email that says, you know, would you mind uh, being a reference for me so I can get into the master's program here at Oregon? Um, I want to be um a, uh, a psychologist and I want to affect the lives of young uh, girls and also um, uh, people with uh, behavioral challenges. And I got to tell you, when I read that email, um, I wept because hmm. this was a person whose life, um, when she chose to self-lead, when she chose to really uh, look at who she could potentially be, and she owned it, I mean, she's going to change the world, and I so honor the Wings to Fly uh, leadership camps in terms of, you know, their board and what they're doing and these coaches and what they're doing on um, one young lady at a time, and they're all passionate about it. They do it for free, and um, they give of their time and their heart and their love, and boy, you know, what can I say? It's, it's hard not to feel a sense of gratitude towards them.
2: It's that's a beautiful story. And uh, you know, and it's like you wrapped her in a hug through this camp and embraced the idea that she is born to stand out. and she she accepted it and ran with it. And her asking you to write the letter of recommendation, you know what, I got goosebumps when you were talking about it, and then you said you wept. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's just remarkable, because I felt that communication, you know, literally here, I mean, just, you know, over the radio. And, you know, yeah. people who know me know that I can't make that stuff up, because it just reaches me inside. And uh, that's that's just just a beautiful story, and I uh, feel really glad that uh, that you shared that um you've got so many different things that uh that inspire and uh, and and treat the people that you interact with uh with uh with your inspiration and your joy um and your passion um i'd like to i'd like for you to give us a little bit more um, on where people can go uh, my listeners can go for more information. I know we had uh, talked about, um, you know, your different social media links, um, but you've got a website, I'm sure. Tell us about that. Yes.
3: Yes. Um, People can go to uh, um, poweredbyaspire.com, and on poweredbyaspire.com, there is a place that they can sign up for um, the blog, and if they just reference your show, Peter, then um, we'll waive uh, those fees, and they don't ever have to um, consider those. That's um, my gift to your listeners. And uh, on there, there's all kinds of interesting resources, and you can purchase books through there. I'm also on uh, Amazon.com, but uh, more importantly, I'd love to just share with your listeners that you were born to shine, and that what makes us shine um, is really three things, and we all have the capacity to do them. We don't need money to do them. We don't need other people to help us do them. Um, They're all within us, and. The first is that we choose to be fanatically engaged in whatever it is that we're doing. And when I say engaged, that's not enough. It's fanatical engagement. It is the absolute desire to participate. And the second thing uh, that really can allow us to shine is to understand that we can turn on our own motivational switch. Actually, we are the only people that can turn on our motivational switch, And in doing that, you really have to understand what is the purpose of your life and then tie it into how you're spending your time and how you're contributing at your work. Um, Find the things that are inspiring to you and Rather than being a part of the mediocre crowd, really step it up and make sure that uh, you're fully engaged and feeling that emotional connection to your work that you do every day. And it doesn't matter what the work is, um, just turn it on. And then the last thing is what we've been talking about a lot in this last hour, which is to intentionally self-lead, to look at the six pillars one, connection, two, clean communication, three, compassion, four, purpose, five, participation, and six, uh, responsibility, which drives accountability, and really own them because we all lead all the time.
2: That's beautiful and such a great way to end today's amazing show. We've had Rini Cavallari, CEO and Chief Instigating Officer of Aspire, and I'm Peter Feinstein with Business Rules with Peter Feinstein, and we'll be back next week with more excitement and more power for you. Thanks for joining us today. Have a beautiful day.
1: Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.